Welcome to Postpartum Unfiltered, the podcast designed for women to share their unfiltered postpartum experience. I am your host, Dr. Jillian Campbell, chiropractor, pregnancy and postpartum corrective exercise specialist, health coach, mother of two, wife, and woman on a mission to build awareness, help manage expectations, and provide a community for women to be heard. Welcome back. So let's pick up where we left off. We left the hospital and we came straight home. And for anyone who has driven to the hospital in labor, that's pretty uncomfortable. As is driving home from the hospital with a bunch of stitches in your vagina. So that's the first thing I remember. I remember every bump and bounce. I also remember that you no longer have abdominal muscles that support your core or your organs. I felt like like I used to be this container that held my organs in place. You know, when I would sit down, there was kind of like a rigid wall there from the muscle. And since that had all been stretched out while I was pregnant, and now there was no baby in there, when I sat down, it felt like everything just spilled out <laughs> like I was a Ziploc bag full of soup. Uh, so that was really interesting. That was a thing I did not expect to feel postpartum. And so we got home. My mom was there anxiously awaiting us to come back. We had been in the hospital for a few days and she just had to wait at our house alone. She had been there for about a week because I didn't go into labor until I was 40 plus four days. And then I didn't give birth until I was 40 plus five days. And for anybody who has gotten to the 40 week mark or over, Oh, it's just terrible. You're so ready to have that baby out of you. But what you don't realize is then you don't get to sleep at all. And your body's trying to recover from this huge physical event that you had. So just imagine like running a marathon and then not getting a full night's sleep for the next three months after that. (laughs) Um, So we got home. I couldn't breastfeed yet. I didn't have any milk. And my husband left. Uh, He dropped us off. He went to the store and got formula so that we could feed our baby because we felt like that was the responsible thing to do. And we made sure all our bottles were cleaned and prepped. Oh, my mom just wanted to hold him the whole time, forever, always. And that was cute at first. And then after a while, it was like, "Um, hi, can I have my baby back, please? Uh, it, it's really nice to have somebody there to help out and to do stuff when you really just want to rest. You you feel like, okay, let me just get my comfortable setup. Let's sit with this baby and let's do it. Yeah. You know, so the first couple of days at home were, were nice. I think I was still riding that oxytocin high. I felt kind of calm, but um, I still com- felt kind of emotionally detached from what was going on. You know, like I... I could take everything in. I was observing it. I was seeing it. But I wasn't fully, like, having a huge emotional response. I didn't have that connection immediately. I didn't feel the overwhelming sense of love and joy and, like, immediate, unconditional love that my husband had felt when our son was born. And... I I mostly just felt kind of detached. I felt like I was observing these events 
in somebody close to me's life. And uh, it was good. The first couple of days were, were good. I remember our son, he, um, he made a lot of noise when he was trying to sleep. He would grunt and like, it sounded like he was fighting somebody when he was lying down trying to sleep. I think he might've had a little bit of reflux. And so that was making him uncomfortable when he was on his back, which is why he was grunting and moving and kind of almost growling, uh, when he was trying to sleep which made it a little difficult for us because we had him in our room with us. So the getting used to that at first was very difficult for, for sleeping. And, you know, we were trying to get into our groove of, you know, how often we need to feed him, how we're going to navigate as new parents. My husband had some time off, which was nice. So we could kind of all figure it out together. And I remember, about five days after giving birth, I woke up and my breasts were humongous and rock hard. They hurt so much. When I tell you milk coming in, whew, no, mm-mm, I was not okay. I was absolutely not okay. I was in so much pain. I tried to get our son to latch and we were having all kinds of problems with that. And uh, I finally got him on there. He would bite me. <sighs> he doesn't have teeth, but he's just got solid bone under those gums. And he just chomped on them to try to get milk out. And then I had a very extreme letdown, especially that first time when all that pressure had built up inside there for all that milk that just wanted to come shooting out. Uh, And I have a very vivid memory of essentially waterboarding my son because I had one side that was just a super producer. It made so much milk and it would just shoot out. He latched on and that letdown came and it shot straight into the back of his throat and he was choking and he was flailing around and he came off the nipple and milk went everywhere. It was, it was a lot. It was catastrophic. Breast milk was literally on every surface in our house for at least two weeks while I was trying to figure out breastfeeding. And we had our son in 2020, so um, we didn't have a lot of support systems in place. I couldn't go in person to a lactation consultant. I got one for a virtual consult, uh, which was also its own unique experience because you're sitting there on Zoom and this person's trying to teach you how to breastfeed. So they say, okay, so if you could just show me your breasts. So you're just sitting there with your breasts out on camera. That's cool. That's, I didn't, no, I didn't enjoy that. After all the unsolicited nipple grabbing in the hospital and the complete lack of regard for your privacy and your personal body space that happened when I gave birth and in my first postpartum days, like sitting there on Zoom, trying to make sure that my nipples were accurately on camera was not my ideal of like the beautiful moments that I would have early postpartum with my firstborn son. So I guess, you know, everyone's journey is different. That was mine and it was not what I expected. (laughs) A lot of things about breastfeeding were absolutely not what I expected. And my virtual lactation consultant was helpful. Um, I don't think virtual was 
the best for me. I think I needed a lot more support and it, it was just, it was so painful. I was in tears every time I thought about feeding. I was in tears every time I was trying to feed him and I was in tears afterwards because it was so painful. It was so difficult. It was so challenging. And I had desperately wanted to have this experience where I felt this like loving bonding connection and was giving my son this beautiful nourishing liquid that I made for my own body to feed and sustain him this whole beautiful episode and I wasn't getting any of that I was having such a hard time and I just couldn't I couldn't bear the thought of trying to get him to latch on again because it hurt. My nipples were bleeding. I was cracked. I got blisters. So I decided to switch to exclusively pumping pretty early on. And as I mentioned previously, the the flange parts did not fit me well. And I did not realize that for a while. So I was using the 24 millimeter size and my whole areola and like surrounding breast tissue were getting red and raw from getting sucked into the flange which is not supposed to happen that means it does not fit you well so I fully recommend talking to a lactation consultant even before you give birth so you know that your pump parts fit you correctly and so I went through this long trial and error of finding breast pump parts and that was miserable (laughs) and I was I was upset about not being able to breastfeed. I felt like I was failing because we couldn't figure it out together. He didn't have a lip tie. He didn't have a tongue tie. You know, so I just felt like, why can't you do this thing that's supposed to be natural? You don't really have any problem, but you can't do it. And I was pumping right before I was feeding him. So I had an electric pump and I finally ended up finding a silicone insert that was a smaller size into like the norm, the standard flange size was the best fit for me. I had to um, put on a ton of nipple butter to lube it up before I could use this at all ever. It's in a semi-comfortable fashion. I was unable to double pump. Um, I got one of the bras that would hold the flanges in place, but because the, the parts didn't fit me well, I had to pump one side at a time because I had to hold it on to get a really good fit. And so I would pump 15 to 20 minutes per side. So it would take me around 40, 45 minutes to express the milk. And then I would feed my son. And he would be awake for about like 45 minute stretches. And then he would sleep for about 40, 45 minutes. So like I would put him down he would rest and I would have to go pump and then he would wake up and then I'd have to feed him and then I'd have to clean these pump parts and then he'd go back down and I'd have to to pump and then I'd have to feed him and oh what a disaster it was a complete nightmare I I was having such a hard time and I was pushing through because I felt so guilty about wanting to stop breastfeeding I felt like I was being a terrible mother because I just didn't like it and I wanted to stop and that I had no real excuse to stop even though I got a blood blister on my nipple. Didn't know that was possible until motherhood. I got regular blisters on my nipples. One time I was pumping and the milk was 
bright pink and I freaked out and I Googled it, which I do not recommend you doing because I I went down a rabbit hole of this like weird nipple infection you could have that could give you pink breast milk. But it turned out uh, my nipple was just bleeding. And so it was making the milk pink. So that's also really disheartening when you work so hard to get this breast milk out and you have to dump it because it's full of your blood. So... Yeah, that's my nightmare, but I I was so exhausted. And then a couple, like, I remember being home in, like, the first week and talking to somebody about breastfeeding, and they were telling me, just get to the six-week mark. The six-week mark, it starts to feel better. You'll, you won't hurt as much and you'll be good. And I remember thinking, that is over a month from now. That's insane. Like, I have to do this six times a day. That's, I can't do that. It's, it's too painful. Uh, no, uh-uh, no. And then I started to lose my oxytocin high um, about like a week in. And... I was exhausted. I was waking up two, three times a night. I was trying to feed my son. I was having such a hard time. Then we switched to bottles at night with the, the pumped milk. So that was helping. But then you had to, like, wake up. He would wake up. So one of us would wake up and change him while the other one ran downstairs to warm up a bottle from expressed milk. And then I would feed him. And then after feeding him, I would put him back down. And then I would pump so that I could keep my supply up. And then I would go back to sleep, and then he'd wake up like an hour later. So, I mean, I really wasn't sleeping much at all. And I found myself just feeling like I needed to weep constantly. Like, I just wanted to sob all the time. And my mom was still there, and I remember thinking, I can't wait for her to leave so I can just cry. Because I didn't want to cry in front of her because she was so excited to have another grandbaby and you know everything seemed everyone else seemed like they felt like this was the most joyful time in their life and I was just so sad and miserable I was tired I was failing at breastfeeding I wasn't sleeping I I wasn't really able to do much activity I would try to go out walking And I could only walk like one or two blocks for the first couple of weeks before I would get a lot of pain and soreness in my perineum. And so I'd have to go back. And it was just so, so much. It was totally different than I expected to feel. I had always thought like, yes, I want to be a mother. I was meant to be a mother. This is the thing that's going to make me feel whole and complete. And it's going to feel so right for me and my family, and it absolutely was not feeling that way at all. I I was starting to worry that I was like going down this deep hole into significant depression, and I I would look at my son, and he was so cute. And he seemed so happy, and he had these big fat cheeks and these big lippies and this cute little nose and these humongous blink blink blue eyes, and 
I just felt nothing. I, I just felt no connection. I felt like, why do I feel this way? And why can't I get past this? Why, why is this what's happening? And are we kind of destined to be miserable together and are we going to be able to get past this these these deep emotions i was either feeling completely disconnected or i was feeling overwhelming sadness and i just i just was getting totally totally lost thank you for listening to postpartum unfiltered if you found this helpful or interesting please share like or leave a comment I love hearing your thoughts or questions about postpartum. Feel free to reach out on Instagram at postpartum.unfiltered. If you would like to share your story, send me a message on Instagram or head over to my website, drjilliancampbell.com.